You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah.gmail.com, and of course, I will answer as many as I can. You know, I mentioned to some of my fellow teachers recently, you know, we've been running school, we've been talking about how school's been going during Corona all these months, and for some of us, it feels like Corona's been here forever. And stress has become part of our daily lives. And we all know Corona brings its own stress. Well, today, we have a special guest who has his own unique way to deal with stress. Murray Hadari, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, composer, meditation expert, and creator of Mind Travel, a series of music-driven mindfulness experiences and downloadable exercises. Murray, how are you today? Wonderful, Rabbi. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. My pleasure. Sorry the video didn't work. What do I know about computers? But, um, but stress is what we all deal with. But before we get into stress and how you help people with stress, who is, if I'm pronouncing your name right, who is Murray Hadari? Yeah, it's Hidari, uh, but no problem. Um, so I, I grew up in uh, New York. I actually grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, actually in an Orthodox community uh, on the far side of Brooklyn, and uh, went to yeshiva actually for 12 years, my whole upbringing. And um, early on, I started playing music when I was about five years old and and found music to be my language for expression. And so that eventually started to merge with not just the Judaic teachings, but also Eastern philosophy and and meditation traditions from all over the world, including Kabbalistic traditions, Jewish traditions, and Eastern philosophy. And those came together to create a healing experience through music, which today I call mind travel. Wow, wow. So this is, you went on your own discovery to figure out what music does? You trained? How did you do this? Yeah, it's a combination. I, you know, I studied formally in university to be a classical composer and pianist. And then I started to seek, you know, deeper truths about the universe in, in you know, many different realms uh, from, from, you know, Jewish traditions in terms of, uh, you know, studying Kabbalistic texts, as well as uh, Eastern traditions. And I traveled extensively throughout throughout Asia, studying uh, Buddhist traditions, and again, more the, from a philosophical aspect of what works, what is out there that really works to uh, combat stress and to allow us to move through the pain and suffering of life. You know, nobody escapes this earth uh, without experiencing pain on some level. The, que- the only question is whether it will transmute into suffering for any extended period of time, and whether we can curtail that, mitigate that, and really find the the joy that is available, not just in life, but in the everyday moment. Um, you know, of course, there's a famous uh, a famous proverb that we we have in Judaism, which is "Ezehu Chacham Hatamech Right? Sure. Who is the wise man? Who, who is the wise man who is 
who is happy with his lot, who is satisfied with his lot, contentment. And yet we always seem to be, Rabbi, looking on the horizon for joy. We're looking on the horizon for what's the next thing that's going to satisfy us, and we're, we're, we can never be satiated. We can never be contented. And that's a real um, epidemic in our, in our modern society. And so if we can find stillness, equanimity, contentment in our current state with everything we have, then there's more joy that's available to us. Wow, that's amazing. That is really fantastic. I, uh, we had a couple weeks ago, I had a friend, uh, Barry Shore, on. He calls himself the ambassador of joy. Now, he doesn't do it with music. Oh, wonderful. Do you know who he is? I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah, so he has his way, but we I love yes. that everybody finds what works for them. And what I would like to know is, um, why do you think, and I was, you, talked, you said a lot of things. A person has to learn to be content. You brought down uh, who's wealthy, somebody who's content, he's satisfied. I always like to explain it that uh, if I recognize that everything I have is what God wants me to have, and the fancy car, the fancy house God doesn't want me to have, so I won't be jealous. If I can do that, I'm a very happy person, and I am a happy person. But are you using music to make me content or to help me deal with the stress, or both? Well, that's a a great distinction, because it's really not so much about music that's trying to put us in a good mood just to relax us. Um, It certainly can do that, and on a superficial level... Music can entertain us, it can uplift us, it can relax us, but, Rabbi, that, for me, is, is the low-hanging fruit. That's, you know, that's just very simple way of looking at the power uh, of music. What's really available is deep reflection, and that is where the human experience can be really opened up. And so what will get us into a state of deep contemplation of deep reflection about our state, about our place in the universe. And to me, music can place us in there so beautifully. Um, And we have so little time that we make for ourselves for reflection. We're so busy. We're digitally distracted. We're running from here to there. We have a to-do list from here to tomorrow. And so what time in our day do we really have for reflection? You know, in Judaism, of course, we have a great gift, which is Shabbat. And that is intended for to be a day of reflection, to be a day of learning, to be a day of contemplating. Uh, but most people in the world don't have that. Many people actually look to our tradition of Shabbat as a, something that they want to adopt, right, and, and use. But what about the rest of the week is also available, this idea of reflection. And music can place us in a beautiful space to think about our lives, think about priorities, think about what's important to us. Um, and also to help us move through emotions. Throughout the week, every day, without a doubt, we are going to experience stress, small stress, medium stress, big stress. It's going to be all kinds. So we have to find a way to relieve ourselves from that stress and move through it and get it out of us. Otherwise, it stays within us. So instead of distracting from it and just trying to go have a good time, oh, let me go have a drink and I'll get rid of my stress. No, that's not going to get rid of the stress. It's actually going to just suppress it. So how do we actually get rid of it completely so that we're fresh and focused the next day? And music is a powerful way to do that if we use it the right way. Again, not music just for entertainment, 
but music as a meditation, music as a contemplation, so that the heart can open, we can get the emotions out of us, but whether it's frustration, whether it's anxiety, whether whatever it might be, we get it out of us. We must feel it to then move through it. Wow, wow. I love it. So you, so many thoughts came through my mind. I'm jotting down so many notes, I won't find them. <laughs> but um, I'll go out of order. Um, I have a friend from St. Louis. Of course, his name escapes me, and I interviewed him uh, months ago. Um, he has, he like communicates through music. He has groups get together and they play music back and forth to each other. So we had him on, I think, during in the height of Corona. But I believe he told me he was also into the meditation. And he, I think the name was Abelufia. That was whose music or notes or something. Doesn't sound familiar. Anyways. Yeah. Just wanted to bring that up. Um, before I ask you, because I'm going to put that on the side, what kind of music? Let me tell you something you reminded me of, which I think is fascinating. So I recently started studying with a friend. Um, it's called Misilat Yasharim, Misilat Yasharim, Path of the of the of the Straight. And at the beginning, in his introduction, he says one of the things people need to do is take time and have what you call that introspection, that reflection, that time to sit down and think who I am, what I am, what am I doing with my life, where am I going, that he feels in his introduction, if you've ever seen it, is like, a, is that is what a person needs to grow. We are not growing by running and doing our daily life, even if it's studying all day long. But I need that right. time to reflect, who am I, what am I, am I going in the right direction? So um, are you familiar with that at all? I'm not. I, if, if it's possible to send me a link after the show, I would love to get into it. Yeah, it's almost easier. I, I'll send you the book. I mean, I'll send you the link to the book. But um, yeah. but if I can find the pages, just to show you a few of those pages, Hebrew, English, and uh, it's fascinating because it's really in line with exactly what you're talking about. And, and it's, uh, it's fascinating. Oh, beautiful. So, but now I wanted to get to the important stuff. What kind of music are we talking about? Right. So, you know, look, like many other things, not all music is created equal, right? So I, I like, Rabbi, I like to think about music in a way like food. Um, not all food has the same nutrient value, right? Not all food is, does the same for our bodies. Uh, we have food for nourishment, for the entree, for really sustenance. We have food as an appetizer. We have to wet our palate. We have food for dessert, right, that gives us a sweet sense of enjoyment, of pleasure. But if we only eat dessert all day long, we're going to have health problems, right? <laughs> yeah. So the same with music, right? The same with music. If we only have certain kind of music, it's, it's not going to give us nourishment. And when I say nourishment, not, not body nourishment, we're talking about emotional and spiritual nourishment. And so the music that I create has the intention, it has the aspiration of really moving us to purpose, to really connect us with that part of us, that, that truer self, that deeper self, the source of, of where everything emanates from. Um, it's very much about tapping into the source of creation. And if we look at the whole universe as an infinite spectrum of vibration, and this is something that is embedded in the texts of Jewish mysticism and, and Jewish tradition, um, as well as many other traditions, uh, because I think there's a, a, a physical and spiritual truth to it. Um, and so if we see the universe and the expression of creation as an infinite set of vibrations and frequencies, um, 
then we can look at music as the language to express that. And why? Because music is the language of vibration. It is frequency. It is vibration. And so it's a complex language. It's not linear. It's multidimensional, right? In, with, with spoken words, we, we, we say one line, then another line. If two people talk at the same time, we call that noise. It's confusion. But with music, two lines is two melodies, which creates harmony. It creates multidimensionality. We can express very complex ideas through music that we can't necessarily understand intellectually, but we understand intuitively and emotionally. Um, no one's emotion is straightforward. I'm only experiencing anger right now. I'm only experiencing frustration. I'm only experiencing grief. No, we're multidimensional. They're interwoven, many emotions together. We have to unpack them. We have to unravel them, untangle them. So we need a language to express them and untangle them in that way. And that's why we call music the language of emotion. Uh, when we don't have the words for something, what do we do? We turn to music. And, and this goes back in our tradition to King David, who turned to music in such times, right, and many sure. others. So th this is what's available through music. It's not just, oh, it's the entertainment is going to make me feel good for a few minutes. No, it's something that can profoundly put us in touch with the Creator. Wow, wow. You know, it's, I, I would like your take on this uh, thought that I'm going to mention to you. My children ask me all the time, you know, how do you decide this music is appropriate? How do you decide that music is not appropriate? Like, what's the parameter? There, there's so much music out there. So I, I heard right. from a person once, I thought it was an interesting thought, and that is if you listen to the music and you close your eyes and it makes you feel good, that music is fine. But if you listen to mm. music and it makes you nervous or it makes you uncomfortable, forget the words, just the music, because music is powerful. And, and, and probably like yourself, people know how to use music to, to probably accomplish whatever they wish. They, they can create the feelings they want in people. So I said, if the music makes you uncomfortable, if it doesn't make you feel good, that music you should not be listening to. What do you think about that statement? I would want to qualify that because, because for me, and, and I do create instrumental music, meaning I'm not creating songs with lyrics and words and singing. It's, 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 I sit at the piano, Rabbi, and I improvise a musical journey, all instrumental. And, um, and for me, music, the power of music is that it can encompass and hold both joy and pain together in the same experience. And so when I, hear, when I hear you say, oh, you know, this person said, oh, if it makes me feel bad, we shouldn't listen to it. I want to qualify that because there's a power in feeling our pain. We might think it's bad in the moment, but no, it's necessary to feel the pain out of us. If you're going through a profound grief, right, you lost a loved one, um, well, of course you're going to feel pain, now, we can call that bad. I wouldn't call that bad. I would say it's necessary part of the human experience, and music can help facilitate that. We should feel the pain. We should feel the grief. That's the only way to get through it. Um, same thing with stress and anxiety. We have to feel it to get it through and then get it out of us. Otherwise, we're suppressing, repressing, and we're going to feel it later in some other way. It's going to show up as disease, going to show up as an outburst, going to show up in a very problematic way, and that's going to be really bad. 
So that's very interesting. I would really want to qualify that. No, you know, I like about, I I do like how you I like how you said it. I like very much. So now I want to take it one step further, or maybe two or three steps further. So a person who's under stress. So you want your music to help him um, recognize the stress and then be able to move past it. Is that what you're trying to do? Yes, and, and in the reflection we talked about earlier, to think about the conditions and the circumstances that he or she might be in. So what is stress? Let's really go to the root. Let's, un- let's go under the hood of what stress and anxiety really is. Stress, let's consider that stress is, I am not willing to accept the conditions of the current circumstances. It is causing a resistance and a dissonance within me because I am not in full acceptance, letting go to the circumstances of the moment. So it's creating resistance, tension, and what we call stress. My hormones are elevated, cortisol kicks in, and now I could project that stress onto the future, right, through worry, which we call anxiety, right? What is anxiety? It's future fear. I'm projecting fear in the future. I'm thinking of what could happen that's going to be so terrible, but I'm experiencing it emotionally now in the present, right? Right, Future sure. Fear felt, felt today, felt now. That's what anxiety really is. So now what, who, is, who is causing that, uh, that anxiety, that stress? Well, of course I am, right? It's not the external circumstance because there's many ways to see the external circumstance. Now what happens is our imagination, our brain, it's so powerful that the computer of our brain has this thing we call the imagination, and the imagination can run wild with scenarios about the future. And what does it tend to do? It tends to catastrophize, meaning it thinks of the worst-case scenario. We all do it, right? Always, all the time. always. Now, if we, if we have a healthy relationship with the future, we can, we can think it for a second, like, oh, well, that's not going to happen. That's too extreme. It's not going to be likely. And we can set it aside and find a reasonable case scenario of what will happen tomorrow, next year, 10 years, right? Um, and that's how most people move through life. If you have a real problem with anxiety where it, it takes over your day, it takes over your life, it means you're sitting in the worst-case scenario very often. Now, the imagination, Rabbi, is what got us into it. So the imagination can get us out of it. And how do we tap into the imagination, the same tool that got us into it, is music opens creativity, opens the mind so we can reflect and use the imagination for good instead of for bad. So we can use it to think of what are the best case scenarios, what else can happen, what are the other possibilities that exist for me, and now I can find that, and I can then see, hey, you know what, that worst case scenario is really very unlikely, very, very unlikely. It's most likely going to be something like, you know, A, B, or C. And now the anxiety can calm down. And in that music, we can relax the physiological effects, meaning the hormones, the cortisol, what's happening in our body. And we can then come back to the present moment and the future can stay where it is, not, not, but not be in our present. Wow, wow, amazing. So hopefully this is a good lead-in as my time is flying and we're learning so much. And I so appreciate you spending time with us. So um, what does, I guess, your company, your website, Mind Travel, what does that do? How can somebody get connected to you to obviously learn how to deal with the stresses he or she is going through? So in the same way, Rabbi, that we might go to the gym or, or, or you know, 
work out to keep our body in good shape and physical shape. Same thing with our emotions and our spirit. We have to do a regular practice, right? It's just like, you know, whether we're learning Torah, Talmud, whatever it is, we have to do it regularly. You can't do it one time a year and that's it. So with, with our emotional practice, it's the same thing. We want to be constantly on top of it, proactive. So I have experiences that we do live. Now, of course, most of the time when it's not COVID, we do it in person in cities like New York and L.A., and I tour the whole country doing it. Um, but now during COVID, we've been doing it virtually. So we do it with Zoom, and usually every week we have a live experience, and most beautifully is the walking meditations, the walking music experiences. Um, and, of course, you know, we, we have, as Jewish people, we have a tremendous history with walking you think about 40 years in the desert, yeah. that was the greatest walking meditation of all time. <laughs> so, um, so really what this is about is bringing movement which is through walking, which is seems so simple, but it's one of the most powerful things we can do because it lowers stress, it's one of the best exercises, and it helps clear the mind. It opens creativity. You know, look at great leaders like Albert Einstein. You know, he went on a daily walk, and that's where he came up, Rabbi, with the great insights into the universe, uh, his theories on these walks. And then he went back to his office to figure out the mathematics and the physics. But he opened up his mind through these walks. I combine this music that I compose with walking, with nature, and with the community we bring together through Zoom and in person when we do it in person. Wow, amazing. So if somebody wants to connect with you to find out about these live shows, to find out how to do this walking, I'm calling it walking meditation for lack of a, of a better phrase because you have, you're calling it mind travel, which is probably the right way. Yeah. How, how do we get in touch with you? So it's very easy, just mindtravel.com and all the, uh, the schedule. And there's also a free download I have available there. So you Great. can go to the homepage of mindtravel.com, and there's a free walking uh, recording there, so you can download it and be walking today. Put it on your phone, you put your headphones on, and you can go in your local park. I encourage doing it near nature, but you can do it around your house and your neighborhood as well. And it transports you to another world. It puts you in touch with the real essence of creation, nature, and really who you are underneath it all. Wow, Murray, this was so eye-opening, enlightening, enjoyable. I had such a good time learning. I had no idea what you were involved in. And uh, I will send you that connection to the Mesil Sisharim. Um, and and I, I thank you for coming. I thank you for joining us. Rabbi, that was fantastic. I love talking to you. Have a great uh, weekend. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. And I'll hope to talk to you soon. Have a good Shabbos. Thanks so much. And our time is flying and we're almost up and so much to talk about. So many things. Um, um, I don't even know where to start. I have so many things to talk about. You know, um, last week we did a show about Lagba Omer. Talking about stress, probably a good place to put it in. And we talked about Lagba Omer and the celebration. And that evening there was that tragedy in Israel. And there were those 45 people that were that were trampled to death and and the push and the crush and the bottleneck, and no one can tell you exactly why and who's at fault and what's at fault. It doesn't really matter. Hopefully, hopefully people will get together and, um, and make sure that in the future that it can be done in a safe way. 
And, and what hit me today, um, unfortunately today I have a friend that uh, just passed away. His funeral is going to be later today, and it, it was it was shocking. And, you know, sometimes we hear about a tragedy far away, and we don't really know, we don't feel maybe uh, the exact tragedy till it hits close to home. And then we do feel that tragedy. And, and what's interesting, because Murray was telling us that um, it's normal, we feel stress, this is part of life, and the question is, what do we do with it next? We're, we're supposed to feel that pain. Feeling that pain could be good for us. And then the next part is to open our minds a- a- and deal with it in, the, in, in, a, in a proper frame of mind. So I do suggest you go to Mind Travel. Let's uh, download his music, see, uh, see how it helps us go on those walks, open your mind, and of course the music is playing... And as always, I hope you enjoy it short and sweet. Thank you, of course, to our wonderful sponsor listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to the production team. We have David and Kelsey in the back. I hope I have lectures and food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NM Streamcast. Until next time, don't forget to think about it.